making it illegal to call somebody racist, transphobic, or homophobic. Because Florida. Let's just say that somebody does something inherently racist or homophobic towards you, and you have the actual video evidence of it occurring. Even if you have evidence, and it is a fact that they are homophobic or are racist, it does not matter. This person can then countersue you for a minimum of $35,000 in damages. You know, sometimes you have to listen to a thing like eight or ten times before you catch the, the really funny parts. Even if it is a fact, you know, like science, that they're homophobic. <laughs> Just cracks me up. 641 on News Radio 92.3. Well, the target of that particular tirade on TikTok was a bill filed by our own state representative, District 2, Alex Andrade. He joins us now by phone. Alex, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. And uh, I, I'm very appreciative that Snopes got to, uh, got to <laughs> have a play a role this year in the, the hilarity of a uh, misconstrued bill. I feel like you've finally arrived in yeah, that. Yeah, I've never met stuff... anybody from Snopes before. Yeah, this some, is cool. You, yeah, somebody who actually got defended by Snopes. <laughs> a, a Republican for a bill got defended by Snopes. It's hilarious. Um, but let's let's not. We talked about that bill, and you've you've changed that bill just a little tiny bit. But uh, that's HB 991. That's a bill that made national news. Uh, I won't say for you, but about you over the last week. The other bill that made national news again about you is HB 999, and uh, this one has to do with. So there's been a lot of interpretation or discussion about this bill. The way I understand this bill is it's really just taking what was passed last year as the Stop Woke Act, uh, which is in Florida Statutes 1000.054A, and applying that consistently to the mission and operation of the uh, 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 the college universities in the state of Florida. Am I reading that right? Well, that's that's the part that's um, that's getting all people all all worked up. Um, but really, the the bill the bill is much broader than that. It's it's a bill that really helps us to implement at the university level the same kind of things that we try to implement at the the state college and the technical college level um, through our Reach Act a few years ago, trying to realign our, our workforce preparedness and the mission. The the one aspect that we have unifying all different you know colleges, universities, um, you know technical colleges, high schools about preparing students. And Floridians for uh, jobs in high demand. Oh, and that's um, so, so, so that's, that's so the part about eliminating the, the speculative endeavors, eliminating things that are not going to produce useful employees or productive benefit to the state of Florida in the end. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, and that, that's where it kind of ties back into that theme, um, and that's that's why you know that aspect is is in the bill. Um, but yeah, it's got a lot of people worked up. And and just because I know people, I have uh, been a participant in some conversations about this, and you know the reaction to this bill, which I know typically they're going to misunderstand the bill, which is sort of normal, unfortunately. But part of the bill does specifically remove gender studies, critical race theory, and intersectionality as minor or major subjects, prohibits diversity, equity, and inclusion statements uh, or other political identity filters as part of applications, promotion, tenure, employment, or programs that are going to be um, sponsored by the university. People hear that, and what they think is, well, there's those Florida totalitarians again telling people what they can and cannot <laughs> study and forcing them out of studying things about race and gender that they would like to learn about, but now they can't at these backwards fascist Florida schools. I'm not exaggerating much when I say it that way. When people say stuff like that, how do you respond? Um, uh, you know, while like it's the same as it's the same as changing the definition of what a book ban is, right? I mean, just because we decide that this is not uh, something that the state should support with 
state government dollars doesn't mean that anything's being banned. Rollins College is very proud of its critical race theory program. They've done, you know, interviews and they've done, you know, marketing efforts and put marketing efforts behind their critical race theory program. No one's stopping Rollins College. If they want to continue doing, you know, promoting their CRT program, they're more than welcome to do so. But, you know, uh, like academic endeavors that affirmatively, when they when they set out, say, we're going to we're going to alter how you think about academic um, uh, credentials. We're going to alter how you think about, you know, what makes something objectively true. And we're going to rely more on narrative and feeling in this in this course of study. Those are things that that run counter to what we all understood to be, you know, an academically rigorous course. Um, and so it's not something the state has to support. Um, you know, I think uh, a lot of times we hear around here, you know, what you permit, you promote. Um, it's just not something we should be promoting. You know, the same concept as DEI. Anything that advocates for discrimination in the name of equity runs counter to everything that was passed and implemented and enforced for the past 60 years under civil rights policy. Um, and uh, it's not something the state should be supporting. One of the other parts of this bill that caught my attention, and other people's as well, is that uh, anybody can be reviewed post-tenure grant. Right now you're supposed to review them every five years, but this re- this makes it possible, does not mandate it, uh, that makes it possible that they can have their tenure reviewed kind of at any time. It also makes it so that, as I read it, the faculty of a department are not the ones who actually hire the professors, but instead the uh, the board of the university and the president are the ones who hire the professors. That one seemed weird to me only because, you know, it seems like the mathematicians are in the best position to evaluate the mathematicians and the philosophers are in the best position to evaluate the philosophers. What was the point of that part? Uh, so, so first on the tenure review portion, um, uh, this only changes it to allow for review of tenure for cause in between those five years. For cause is a term of art. It's you know fireable offenses, things where that where you've done something like this misfeasance, malfeasance, or nonfeasance that would justify a review. This isn't carte blanche to review arbitrarily. On the aspect of of the the faculty um, committees for hiring, crazy thought that um, uh, professors are subject to the same confirmation bias and tribalism that all other human beings are subjected to. They're not, they're not some higher level of human being that have obtained some type of, you know, extra level of cognizance and, and ability to, to, you know, check their own biases. This is designed to, to eliminate that kind of ivory tower synd- syndrome that we all recognize occurs in, in universities um, and, and institutes of higher education. Um, when you have people in a in a group that want to hire, they're going to hire people that agree with them. They're not necessarily going to be hiring based on the best credentials and the the best candidate. Um, this is designed to try and to try and buck against that system where people want to maintain their bubble and they don't want to be challenged in their worldview. Um, I see this as a, a good policy and a way to try and break that and you know get people more comfortable with being challenged about their worldviews. So it's an effort to make sure that the faculty is more ideologically diverse and as you said not subject to as much confirmation bias within uh which by the way i completely agree with that as a goal i mean having taught (laughs) i very much understand that particular problem that's true for sure the one thought is just more of a practical one it seems like that would be a pretty hefty workload for the board and the president and that's one i just you know 
I mean, if that's how you have to do the job to do the job right, maybe that's how it has to be done. But, you know, hiring is a very labor intensive process, especially at the university level. Um, any concern expressed by the colleges and universities or by, you know, people as researching this, that that would be too much workload for those folks to hire everybody in the college? Well, uh, that way? Unless you're, well, I mean, unless you're talking about hiring whole departments at any one given time, the hiring process is not the 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 administrative tweak in this bill that's caused most concern. What's caused most concern is the, the review of all employees that um, who are paid $100,000 or more. Um, oh, yeah, uh, that's true. I forgot about that I've part, had, too. I've had some feedback about that one, but on the hiring one, yeah, unless you're, unless you're hiring whole swaths of a department at any one given time, um, that one hasn't uh, registered as, as big of a burden. Um, from the folks that I've talked to so far. And, and by the way, it is a, I mean, it's a, there's a lot in this bill. We've only probably touched on half of it and at a relatively superficial level in this interview because, you know, we only have so much time. Well, uh, Alex, it is always good to talk to you. We didn't even get into what's going to happen in session next week, which is going to be a lot, but we will have you on every Friday at this time to give a recap of what happened during the week. Uh, Alex Andrade, our state representative, uh, filer of two now national news story related bills and the recipient of one Snopes defense on line this week, which is a new honor. Uh, <laughs> Alex Andrade, thanks as always for the time, sir. Thanks, Andrew.